This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Friday, November 5th, and that means this is your serviceable and intriguing waiver wire pickups episode. We will talk a couple of notable Spurs, a couple of notable Timberwolves, some Sixers making noise on the wire, and much more as I'm joined by Jonas Nader and Steve Alexander, who in a shocking, stunning turn of events is here podcasting with us, Jonas, not at the Braves World Series parade in Atlanta. <laughs> Steve, what in the world is going on here? Well, you know, priorities, Matt. Well, I know, I, I'm, glad <laughs> to hear it. More I'm glad to hear it. Nothing's more important to me than the Waiver Wired podcast. I love it. I almost believe you when you say that. I just want to say, I almost believe you. Well, it's kind of funny because it sort of is like the Waiver Wired column was really the, the first thing I started doing like 21 years ago for Roto World. And Jonas asked me if he could have it, what, Jonas, four years ago? Something like that? Three years ago, yeah. Three years I, I ago. Begged you. You're, you're being nice. I begged yeah, he you. did. He <laughs> actually begged me. and he, be- he actually stole it from me. Um, <laughs> but I figured, you know, I'm 20 years into this thing. I can I can live without the waiver wired column. But, but I still have the waiver wired podcast. So there's that. It's kind of like when a player comes onto the team and is like, Hey, can I have number 24? You know what I mean? And the veteran like yeah. graciously hands it over in a true show of class. Yeah. He's basically Nick nurse and I'm Chris Boucher asking for 14 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even charge Jonas some outrageous uh, fee for my Jersey number. I just gave it to him. Yeah. You should have though. Uh, I love the idea of Chris Boucher. Just asking for 14, not even like 25, 28. Like, can I just get 14? <laughs> By the way, Chris Boucher, Steve, not Chris Bosch. Just Jonas, I don't know if you know this, but there's a bug in Steve's brain where he says Chris Bosch now instead of Chris Boucher. Oh, yeah. We found that out last week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I actually did it with uh, with Roth on Thursday as well. Wow. So that was fun. I caught myself, though. I caught myself. Definite software update coming to Steve's brain to fix that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's get into some of the waiver wire pickups. As we record this live uh, on Friday, the waiver wire uh, column, which Jonas writes, has not been published due to a uh, a snafu, uh, but we think it's going to be up soon. So by the time you hear this on pod- in podcast form, it is hopefully up. But anyways, we're going to hit some of the key names that Jonas wrote about. We begin, Jonas, with Devin Vassell, a guy we talked about last week, but is astonishingly still only rostered in 24% of Yahoo Leagues. Yeah, it was at 19% yesterday when I wrote this, too. So this is a player who's already ninth round value right now in 26 minutes. I got his stats right here. Uh, He's at uh, 12 points, 4.4 rebounds, 1.8 dimes, 1.3 steals, 0.6 blocks, and 1.8 triples. Efficient shooting. Uh, And the big key for me is he played 31 minutes compared to 26 for Doug McDermott in his return. That is absolutely huge. They can play Vassell at the two and the three. Another big key is he's also outplaying um, Lonnie Walker. And he's also outplaying Kelda Johnson, too. So Vassell, he has a path to be the, the number three option on offense for this team. And Pop loves him. 
Uh, I know Pop's been frustrated with Keldon a bit as well. So, yeah, he, he gets screams upside from here. 26 minutes, he's ninth round value. We're talking a few more minutes, and we could be in that top 75 range. I'm all in on him. Yeah, there's a little concern with all the guys that you you mentioned. There's DeJounte Murray, Derek White, Lonnie Walker, Keldon Johnson, uh, Doug McDermott, and then you've also got Devin Vassell. But I'm with you, Jonas. Uh, Roth and I talked about him yesterday, and I was all fired up about him and like, hey, go get this guy. Roth was a little more chill about Vassell, but I think like he's one of the better players with upside and steals is his middle name that is sitting on waiver wires right now. Yeah, I mean, this was the blueprint for him coming out of Florida State. This is what you envision, basically. Not going to be like an explosive scorer, but steals, threes, maybe some blocks. So he scored 15 and 21 points his last two games. He's got five blocks. All five of his blocks this season are in his last four games. And he has exactly two steals in four of his eight games this year. Uh, I don't think he's available in any, any of the leagues I'm playing in. And I missed out and I'm disappointed. So, But excited for those who still have a chance to pick him up. As we go now to yeah. Malik Beasley, a guy that... I was actually excited about at one point this offseason, then kind of talked myself out of. And early in the season, Jonas, he was doing nothing, but he's picking it up lately. Yeah, he even admitted to uh, two weeks ago, he said, basically, I took some time off basketball this summer. Uh, he had that remember that he had that huge high profile court case. Mm-hmm. That I don't really want to get into because it's a lot to take in. But um, yeah, he's just now getting to basketball shape, he said. So his legs are finally under him. You can see on his jump shot uh, in his last three games. Granted, he's not even shooting the ball well yet. He's at 14.3 points, 4.3 triples, 3.3 rebounds, 1.7 assists, and 1 steals on 35% shooting. So when that stabilized to the 44-45% range, that's another leg up there. And then we got to mention D'Angelo Russell and his Dorito ankles. He's hurt again. That's yeah. huge for Millie Beasley, who's the sixth man right now. So, yeah, like, this is a time to get him. Like, he's last year he was probably the best three-point specialist in fantasy basketball, so – uh, I think he's going to be right there behind Duncan Robinson this year. You know, Dorito's ankles should probably be written on my tombstone. <laughs> and that's got to be one of the one of the better things I've ever come up with because the fact that Jonas <laughs> is still throwing it out there. It started with Steph yep. Curry like 10 years ago. And then it moved to like, Alex Lynn. You, lo- you love throwing it out there for Alex Lynn. Yeah. And I was like, this guy's ankles are made of Doritos. And people, <laughs> for some reason, that struck a chord with people. So, anywho... Uh, Malik Beasley, I'm a little worried about him playing behind Anthony Edwards um, and not being in that starting lineup. He got off to such a great start last season. Like you said, he took time off this year. He's working his way back in. But also with D'Angelo Russell hurt, that shakes up that whole lineup. So, yeah, I think Beasley's a guy, a guy worth giving a shot right now. Yeah, and I mean, the bottom line is they need this guy to score. I mean, guys like Jaden McDaniels struggling to score. They need Malik Beasley's offense. We've talked about his defense being a liability. but And look, Minnesota, especially Russell, Russell is not a guy I trust to stay healthy for the reasons you guys just mentioned. He has a long history of it, so that's yeah. a concern. I, I just think Malik Beasley's minutes are probably going to be safe in the upper 20s, and they've been at 29 per game or around there the last three. Go ahead, Steve. He plays four games this coming week, so there's that. Also, quickly in Minnesota before we move to the next pickups, Jonas, I think this was going to be a guy on your watch list in the column or is a guy on your watch list in the column, Jared Vandy Vanderbilt. Tell us your thoughts. Yeah, it's a little frustrating because we saw the 16. 16- Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Jonas is legit frozen. <laughs> legit frozen. I'm going to I'm gonna pick it up. It's a good profile pick, though. I, it is. I'm going to pick it up with Vanderbilt. 
So no D stats for him, no defensive stats to the last two games, which is really kind of what we count on him for. But he's gotten minutes, 10 points, 8 rebounds, 13 points and 8 rebounds, averaging 28 minutes in those last two games. And he's had upper 20s, at least in three of his last four, just 11% rostered. So I do think he is an intriguing pickup right now. And we knew this day would come where we would have to consider Jared Vanderbilt, Steve. It'll probably come about five more times as well this season. Well, and I feel like this is the third time we've already talked about him, and he he hasn't done hasn't done enough for me to get fired up. And also, Matt, side note, uh, they call him Vando, not Vandy. Do they? I call him Vandy, but the, I noticed uh, that he was referred to as Vando, hmm. Vando, the other day, and I was like, oh, I need to call him Vando All right. when I disparage his name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not taking the bait on Vando quite yet. I need to see a little more. I'm definitely going to need a software update for my brain to change it from Vandy to Vando, but I'll I'll do what I can. Jonas, you're back. I'm back. After a little internet internet glitch, <laughs> uh we were just fin- we were just uh sharing some thoughts on Vanderbilt. I'm yeah. a tiny bit more excited about him than Steve is. Where are you? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very excited about him. I'm just don't think his coach is this uh feeling the same energy uh but uh he's playing Josh Koji <laughs> over him for some games. Like that's just wrong you don't do that i mean vando is just way more upside uh much better pairing next to cat defensively so i like him because of his steal rate and because he's a playmaker from the power forward position too so you're getting a handful of out of position dimes so i'm in on vando like the minutes are going to be it's going to be a roller coaster because they're still tweaking with their lineups every now and then but i'm a big Jaden mcdaniels guy he hasn't been good this year so like i don't yeah. think it's the case to play Jaden over vanderbilt at the four right now either so yeah if he stays about 25 minutes i think vando is a late rounder Oddly, the Scottie Pippen comparisons for Jaden McDaniels continue to not age especially well. Exactly. <laughs> I, I still I still really like McDaniels' skill set, so yeah. I've resisted dropping him, especially in the leagues I'm playing in that are deeper. Uh, I'm trying to stay patient because it is, in fact, a long season, I've been told. Yeah. Nick Batum had a season-high 20 points recently. Uh, some encouraging signs from him with no Kawhi Leonard, Jonas. Tell us your thoughts on Batum. Yeah, I like Batum. Last year, he was in that top 100 range, too. So, like, uh, there's no Marcus Morris this year. Serge Ibaka's done. Hold on, my computer's going crazy. I got to oil that fan. There we go. All right, so so Batum was a top 100 player last year. Let me do something like this. You guys hear that fan? What is happening? I thought it was Raph's lawn crew outside your window. (laughs) I have a fan on my desktop that sometimes wobbles off. I have to unscrew it, like, Every third day, it's it's annoying, but that yeah. actually sounded a lot like Ross <laughs> Ross's uh, lawn crew, actually. Yeah, Batum's top one hundred last year. Now there's no Marcus Morris, Serge Ibaka. We'll probably see him in mid twenty twenty four. There's a lot of minutes available in Los Angeles, and because of Zubak, I didn't know Zubak had a minute restriction of eight this year. That would have been nice to know. <laughs> they just don't play him at all, so they're playing a lot of small ball. Um, I even don't be surprised if Isaiah Hardenstein takes. Zubak's start, starting spot at some point, too. He's been better. But, yeah, Batum, he does every little thing on the box score. Uh, you can't argue against him. Go grab him now while Clippers are are down a man, or down several men, I should say. Yeah, Marcus Morris coming back could hurt Batum. Terrence Mann getting hot could hurt Batum. Eric Bledsoe actually playing decently could hurt Batum. But, I, I mean, I just don't know how many years Batum is going to keep defying the odds and, and somehow – maintaining fantasy value um, when it doesn't look like he should, but that's what happens. I don't have him anywhere. I, you know, the leagues I'm in, I've been able to pick up guys 
not on this list who are much higher percent rostered, I should say. And I don't know why that is, but I don't know. I'll talk about that in a little bit. I've just I've just had a flash forward to the year 2029 when Steve Alexander tells us that he doesn't really feel like picking up Batum. He doesn't know how many more years he can still be doing this. Uh, but 1.0 steals, 0.8 blocks, 2.33s. And as a bonus, his scoring is all the way up to 9.8 points per game this year. So that actually is a, a big number for 2021. Batum, who I, I agree is a good pickup just for the steals, blocks, and threes alone. And also, I'll, I'll just quickly say as a footnote with the Clippers, Terrence Mann, who you just mentioned, surprisingly to me only 28 percent rostered for a guy who had quite a bit of preseason buzz hasn't been that exciting but kind of good enough as like a low-end fantasy guy around 10 points five boards three dimes with some steals and threes so especially in a deeper league i, I like terrence mann a lot still um i guess he's not super exciting in a shallow league so i don't think anyone has anything to add to that yeah he's also kind of like a point for too and as bad as eric bledsoe has been the last week and a half like there's a a path here to where a man gets some point guard minutes too. Like we're not going to rule that out. Clippers have a rough start. So yeah, that's why I'm holding on the man. He's going to get some more playmaking reps down the stretch. And another sneaky name in Los Angeles is Luke Kennard, who's actually been really good for Los Angeles as well. They paid him, uh, JaVale, what was it? Timothy Moskov money. And they're just now starting to play him too. So Ty, Ty Lue's a big fan of him. Threes, points, assists. That's Kennard. No steals, but he's getting the job done as a late rounder right now. Yeah, I actually just dropped Luke Kennard to pick up Brunson. Guys, I've gotten off the waiver wire in the last like two days in in twelve team leagues. I've gotten Jalen Brunson, Chris Boucher, Jordan Clarkson, and slow mo Kyle Anderson. So while this list that we're going over are guys that are you know under thirty percent rostered in leagues, don't just automatically assume that there aren't some really good players possibly sitting on your waiver wire. Check, check it out because the fact that I was able to get Brunson and Jordan Clarkson, who, who had one bad game, but otherwise has played really well. It's pretty exciting to me. Yeah. And I mean, some of these guys are, you know, rostered in the thirties, um, in like mid thirties, including Josh Hart, the next name, 36% rostered Jonas playing time is picking up for Hart lately. What's your outlook on him? Yeah. I love Hart. I mean, Zion, You've seen the warm-up videos of Zion. He's not coming back anytime soon. Uh, Brandon Ingram's hurt again. Pelicans are, I think, 1-8, 1-9. Um, Hart has one issue, and that's he only has one knee. He's had a bad knee for two years now. But you can argue he is the best rebounder at the four position in the NBA. Like He's close to 10 for 36 for his career. So a really good rebounder. Does a little bit of everything. He hasn't gotten any steals or blocks yet, but... Uh, I like Josh Hart. I mean, last three games, he's 14 points, 6.7 rebounds, 2.3 assists, 1.7 triples. Uh, just a good player. And eventually he'll stumble into some steals and blocks too. But yeah, I like Josh Hart right now. Uh, Josh Hart's one of those guys I kind of get hyped up about every year and then he just doesn't really do anything. I kind of feel like that's where I'm at this year as well. I always end up having him on my teams, but this year I finally said enough is enough. I didn't do it. Maybe he's getting ready to start uh, turning it on. Like you said, sadly, Zion is not anywhere close. But Brandon Ingram is really, really good. And I don't know, man. I just I, I'm still waiting for Hart to get it done on a consistent basis. Maybe uh, he's ready to start that right now. We don't know where it's going to go from here. But the last few games have just been encouraging, especially in terms of playing time, 30 plus minutes and three straight. And he has exactly 16 points in two of his last three. And I think he has eight rebounds in one of those games and nine in another one. So 
I am intrigued. I'm probably closer to Jonas than Steve on this yeah. one. His competition is 63-year-old Garrett Temple, too, so that helps. <laughs> Next, uh, Philly. Shake Milton is 15% rostered in Yahoo as we record this. Had a big game. I think that was on, was that Wednesday or Thursday? Anyways, a big game right before we recorded this. His best game of the season. Uh, Jonas, that game was great. He produces when he gets minutes. Do we trust Doc Rivers to use him? Or is it just that they're shorthanded right now? Um, only for the next week. I, I have him in my waiver wire pickup column, but I have him just for the next week because when the 76ers get all their guys back, they're missing Danny Green, Burkhan Korkamas, Tobias Harris for a few more games. So, yeah, he's a, a week ad only basically because they're not playing him over Seth Curry. Like, let's be real. Seth Curry is the hottest shooter at NBA right now. Crazy. Um, he's been ridiculous. But, yeah, Shake Millen for the week. Um, I'm not sure if they play three or four games. I'll have to look in a second, but let's see. Philly is at, yeah, four games. So this is a good time to pick him up. I do like Georges Niang a little bit better, and we'll talk about him in a minute. But, yeah, you can't really go wrong with Shake Millen. Not the best defensive stat guy, but he'll get it done in points, rebounds, and assists in threes. So nice short-term ad here. If Jonas is going to start looking up uh, games played per week on the fly like that, then I'd really serve <laughs> no purpose here. So, yeah, Shake Milton – you know, Tyrese Maxey has also been playing a lot better. And a lot of it's because these guys are out. And a lot of people picked up Korkmaz thinking like he was getting ready to blow up. And then he had to sat out with a wrist injury on, on Thursday out of the blue. So uh, that gave Shake uh, some opportunity. Danny Green's just, I don't, he just doesn't do anything for me. But uh, Tobias Harris is going to be back out of the COVID here pretty soon, I would imagine, or at least sometime in the next in the next week, like Jonas said, uh, you've got about a week shelf life on shake. And so George Niang is the other guy you wanted to uh, reference, Jonas. He has played 30-plus minutes in three straight. Is this a similar deal where we're not expecting this to last long, but now is the time to uh, see how long it lasts? Well, here's the thing. Uh, I even wrote in the waiver column, I want to see what happens when Tobias comes back with Niang because he's been that good. He's at like 46% from three right now. His last mm-hmm. three, 17.7 points, five rebounds, 2.7 assists, and 3.3 triples. So if he can keep above 25 minutes, like I think he's a late rounder, honestly. So 76ers need shooting. We've all seen it. Like They need shooting in the worst way. We've been saying that for the last four years, ever since Ben Simmons came there. But yeah, they need shooting in the worst way. Uh, I'm actually going to see what happens with Yang when Tobias gets back before a drop. Yeah, I'm actually kind of excited about him. 21, 18, and 14 his last three games as far as scoring mm-hmm. goes. A couple steals, bunch of boards, decent assists, lots of threes, uh, shooting it pretty well. And like Jonas said, even when Danny Gray comes back, I think Yang could could actually get some opportunity and keep it going. But the fact that Korkmaz is not in there right now uh, also probably colludes this picture a little bit, but... Yeah, I'm very intrigued with Niang. Yeah, if I was rolling, if I had a chance to pick up him or Shake Milton, I think I would go Niang just because yeah. I think we know that Doc Rivers doesn't really want to play Shake Milton consistently high minutes. We don't know that about Niang. We don't have confirmation on that about <laughs> Niang yet. So you might as well see where that lands. Right. And as for Steph Cur- uh, Seth Curry, somehow he he has like stitched together one hot streak across an entire off season. Remember how good he was yeah. in that series against the Hawks? He could not miss. He yeah. still can't miss. It, it may just be that he's a, a very good shooter. I'm starting to think. Yep. Absolutely. I would love to see him in a shooting competition. That'd be so much fun. 
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Next up, we are back to San Antonio, much to Steve's uh, delight. It's uh, Thaddeus Young, Jonas. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm only picking up Thaddeus Young for the week. Uh, Jakob Pertl is going to miss several games. We're assuming he's, he's just going to be out for the what the, the, the entire week, most likely. So if Thaddeus Young can get in that 20, 24-minute range, and he was at 22 minutes last game, he's a fun fantasy player. We're talking about a ninth rounder in Chicago last year. Uh, the big thing for Thaddeus is his steal rate. He's always been among the league leaders in steal rate. But last year, he had he started adding assists to his repertoire, too. So he was like four or five assists a game last year. Um, and here's the thing with Thaddeus. Yes, we're going to drop him at the end of the week when Perto gets back. But the second we get wind of a trade rumor, like, I think you got to go get this guy, right? Because if Thaddeus Young mm-hmm. lands a 25-minute role, he's instantly fantasy relevant, too. So he's one of the, those guys you can think about stashing about two, three weeks before the deadline because – I think he has an expiring contract. I'll have to double check. But, yeah, I think he's a lock to be moved. The San Antonio Spurs are rebuilding. They have no use for him. He's only playing just now because of injuries. So, yeah, I think that Young's going to be a great stash in a couple weeks. Sorry, a couple weeks before the deadline. Yeah, I'd like to see him end up somewhere besides the San Antonio yeah. bench before I get too excited about him. But with Pirtle out and, the, like you said, the steals that Thaddeus Young has gotten over his career – are pretty incredible. And I feel like Drew Eubanks is going to kind of step up here with Pirtle out, but Thad Young is at least worth a short-term look. He is on his expiring contract. And on Wednesday, 8.6 rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks in 22 minutes. Yeah, so just a beast. He's better than Drew Eubanks, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did not expect to hear. Hey, Eubanks had three blocks in the other night. Come on. So... Another name on your list, and I think this goes toward deeper leagues, rostered in only 3% of Yahoo leagues, Jonas, is one Bones Highland. Tell us the story. Yeah, I guess I have him on my watch list, and I put if if promising a player would see more minutes was a category that he'd be a fancy all-star right now because uh, <laughs> Malone has said at least a dozen times that he wants to find more minutes for Bones, only to bench him three games in a row right after that, and now he's finally playing him 15-plus minutes in three games. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just look at these stats. In 64 total minutes over his last four, he's had 31 points, nine assists, seven triples, and five steals. Like, he's just instant offense for Denver. Their second unit has been the worst in the NBA. It's time for a change, right? Let's get Bones Highland in there for 25, 28 minutes until Jamal Murray gets back, and you're good to go. 
Like he's a fun fancy player. He just he's just a stat medic. He's kind of like Lou Williams, right? Just instant offense. Stats across the board. I like him a lot. Well, if cool names and coaching praise and Twitter mentions were fantasy stat categories, Bones would be a number one pick. Because, I mean, I hear more about this kid uh, just on Twitter than I do a lot of established NBA players. Like, everybody is intrigued by him. I think part of it's his name, part of it's his game. So he is a, he is a very intriguing fantasy player. I mean, I wish I had him on my 30-team league. Mm-hmm right now but you know he's a guy like jonah said you want to you want to keep an eye on him because if they ever turn him loose things could get really really interesting or if something happens to monty morris which is not out of the realm of possibility bones might be an automatic pickup at that point nine points four rebounds three assists a steal and a triple on wednesday in a season high 21 minutes and speaking of him getting promises of minutes uh from michael malone whether hollow or not, just think about, I mean, Chris Boucher would take a hollow promise of minutes at this point, I think, you know, like just lie to me, lie to me, Nick Nurse. And by the way, his minutes, so 10 total minutes, the first four games, then the last four, nine, 18, 16, 21. So baby steps, but some intrigue here for sure with Bones. Jonas, I don't think he made the column, but I just want to quickly give a nod to Anthony Simons, who's 30, 30% rostered, double digit points in seven of eight games mostly points and threes, but I think he has five steals in his last five games, so maybe a path to at least being serviceable there. Uh, would you dare call him a poor man's Malik Beasley? Um, yeah, I think that's accurate. I mean, I have him in my low-end pickups and streamer section. The only reason I didn't have him in the top section is because I don't think his shooting is sustainable. I think he's like 53 54% right now. There's no way. Uh, based on his career stats, it's just, that's just going to come back down to earth. Uh, he's basically a three-category player right now. Points at 143 Triples with 2.6 and dimes at 2.1. Yeah, you said the steals have been there a little bit lately, but not for his career. So low end ad, just ride the, this is kind of like a ride the rock, uh, the hot hand situation. I'm not really mm. too excited about him here. But if Dame hasn't really looked right, if Dame is actually hurt and we get confirmation on that, then sure, I'd be more, more willing to dive in, but I'm just not there yet. Uh, he's been hot, man. I mean, he's, he's played really, really well. The numbers are good. Can he keep doing what he's done? Uh, that's the thing. We don't know. But if Blazers have a four-game week coming up and Simons is sitting out there and I've got a couple three-gamers that I feel like I, I, don't, I don't feel comfortable with, I, I would take a flyer on Simons right now. So just a couple other names here. You had we, – we talked about Grayson Allen last week. He's now 40% rostered. Jonas, do you have anything to add on Allen or is it more just he's still out there in enough leagues where he should be picked up as well? Yeah, he's he's getting way up there now. I think he's at like 41% now. When I wrote, he was at 36%, so it's actually bumped up again. But last week, we said we were looking for positive aggression with this three-point shot, and we finally got it. He's 18 of 42 from deep in his last five games. That's 42%. He's a career 40% shooter, so it happened. Grayson Allen is hot again. Uh, Drew Holiday is coming back, but uh, Allen's going to be starting next to him. And as long as Dante DiVincenzo is out, like Grayson Allen is the guy in Milwaukee at the shooting guard position. Yeah, and it, Grayson Allen is a guy I've seen um, available on some of my waiver wires. So as long as Dante DiVincenzo is out, he's going to be the man. So I'm good with it. Stashing TJ Warren, I have written on my notes here. Tell us your thoughts, Jonas. Is that the name of a new band? <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, TJ Warren's had that walking boot on for, I think, 18 years. Correct me if I'm wrong, but... 
Uh, he's finally out. Um, he's learning how to walk again. Um, he's getting close, guys. They said weeks, not months. This is a guy, like I said, he gets hurt all the time. But the last two healthy seasons, I'm going to quote health. Yeah, healthy. Um, he was top 45 in per game value for two years in a row. So TJ Warren, known for the bubble breakout, just a really good player. Indiana needs help right now in the worst way. I think Warren, after about a two-week ramp up, he's going to be in that top 75 range pretty easily because of his stat set. After he added that three-point shot to his game a few years ago, he's been rock solid since. So I love Warren. I think the time to stash him is probably now. Stashing TJ Warren, Steve, is going to be performing at the Braves Victory Parade, I think, in about an hour. <laughs> so keep your eye out for on that. Speaking of that, uh, Ozzy Albies just about got decapitated by something that was thrown at him. But people are throwing beers, like cans of beer to the players, to but they're coming in like missiles. To them, I they're assume. coming in like okay. missiles. Yeah, let's but, uh, not do that. I mean, even if you're trying to like hand over a beverage, let's find a better way to do it instead of throwing beer cans. Um, stashing TJ Warren will be playing. Yeah, that's good. Uh, he's out of the walking boot, which uh, Jonas mentioned. That's very exciting news. It's been forever. Uh, there is hope. There's light at the end of the tunnel here. And if he can come back and if he can stay healthy, I mean, these are the first positive reports we've gotten about TJ Warren in a long time. So if he can come back and say two to three weeks and then uh, be good to go the rest of the season, which is kind of a long shot, but it's possible. Then, I mean, you might have yourself a, a solid like fourth or fifth round player picked up off the waiver wire. How many returning veterans does my guy Chris Duarte need to survive? He's already survived the Karis Levert return. His minutes are still in the low 30s since Levert came back. So can we just all agree? N- nothing is Justin Holiday. Like I don't, Nothing. This is not personal, but can we just all agree that when Warren comes back, he can just take the Justin Holiday minutes. We can still give Duarte twenty-eight to thirty minutes. I think we can all shake hands on that, right? Like done deal. Yeah, and Tory Craig. Don't forget Tory Craig's is actually playing a lot of minutes too. So some more minutes available there as well. I no, I, I but I do mean like jokes aside. I do think Duarte is still probably going to be safe based on everything yeah. he's shown, even with Warren back. I think Warren probably takes minutes from those veterans more than. Uh, Duarte for sure yeah I agree too all right uh, Jonas any final names you want to hit before we uh, get out of here Uh, I did want to add one more actually Davian Mitchell of the Kings minutes have Mm -hmm. always been there production has not but the last two games uh, have actually been kind of intriguing so he basically guards the best opposing guard every game so he's just kind of like run to the ground every night but really good player 15 points three boards five dimes one triples over his last two games like Kings are running a lot of three guard lineups. Like the minutes are going to be there consistently. So if this production is not just a fluke, then yeah, I'm I'm going to consider adding Davian Mitchell. Really fun player. I agree. I I I like him quite a bit. I'm surprised he's not already rostered in more leagues. And I think Chris Boucher, uh, wow, is showing up. He's showing up on waiver wires. I had to really plan that out, Matt. But uh, he's showing up on waiver wires and. The minutes are creeping up a little bit lately. Like I still think, like Jonas said last week, Chris Boucher has more talent than anybody you can find on the waiver, waiver wire for the most part. And at some point this season, he's going to have to be indulged and we're going to have to let him play a little bit. So I'm picking Boucher up where I can. I think you need to make t-shirts, Steve, that say indulge Chris Boucher. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna get a custom-made t-shirt and send that way, along with the stashing TJ Warren band t-shirt uh who are we just talking about oh davian mitchell wow 
Yeah, wh- how, what's his roster percentage in Yahoo leagues? Twenty something. It's got to be. I can pull it's gotta up. Be, it is. I thought it was like twenty-eight, nineteen percent when I wrote it yesterday. Damn. So. Wow. Wow. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I was actually just looking at him this morning, so that one is interesting. If you got room, especially since he he's showing the ability to get some assists too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm into it. All right. Well, as I said, check out Jonas's full waiver wire column on NBC Sports Edge. And as for this podcast, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We have new episodes Monday through Friday every week during the season. Thanks to everyone for listening on the podcast and watching live. If you're watching live with us, Jonas, Steve, thanks to both of you guys. I will see you back here next week. Bye-bye. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.